Blog Talk Radio.
Peace and love, peace and love, and welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Relationships. This is the Your Love and Sex Enthusiast, a new author of my beautiful memoir, Jamaica, a memoir of Miracles, Manifestations, Love, and I am actually the co-host tonight. Um, my other co-host, Vani, is... I'm not here tonight. She's off um, doing some healing and retreat uh, experiences, and we wish her well. Hope she enjoys her experience. And so we're just going to send out lots of love and blessings to Vani. And we do welcome you, family. So I want to say thank you also to our amazing and wonderful guest, Brother Israel Bay, who is joining us tonight to share an amazing uh, conversation. He's going to give us some insights into sacred sexuality and the divine connection. Oh my God, I can't wait to hear more about that. So I just want to say thank you once again for joining in. And Brother Israel, are you here with us tonight? Yes, I'm here. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I thought I had lost you. Peace and love, my brother. How are you tonight? I'm excellent. Everything is in divine order. Life is good. I'm good. Everything is good. (laughs) Yes and yes. Everything is in divine order, and we are giving thanks always to uh, to God for our grace, for his grace and blessings upon our life. So um, uh, this is your first time being with us, Brother Israel, so I will share with you as I do, as we do always with our our guests when they come on and with our audience, that we are love, sex, and relationships. And we actually um, have been on the air a little over a year. We were a year in August um, of 2016, and we uh, used to be love, Let's talk love, sex, and nutrition. So if Mm -hmm. you, um, uh, but we decided to change our name this year and to love, let's talk love, sex, and relationships. So uh, you are on in beautiful timing for us because we know sacred sexuality has all to do with relationships, right? Um, And love and sex. (laughs) <laughs> so I do want to uh, let the family know that um, myself and my co-host, Bonnie, are, you know, we're not medical doctors. We are not, um, you know, we don't have any degrees in any of of that, not psychologists or anything. We're just here to share information on our radio show. Now, sometimes we do have guests on who, you know, have areas of expertise and you know they will share with them your their share with you their credentials, but uh, anything that is shared on the show is uh, completely for information purposes. And if there's anything that you hear that you want to, um, you know, maybe start participating in or incorporating in your life, uh, we would ask that you would seek um, the advice of your medical professional to make sure. That is something that you can participate in, especially with the if we with regard to sex and maybe some of the practices that you may hear about. Uh, just make sure that is um, something that you can physically experience. 
um, and also do your own research, okay? So um, don't just say, I heard it on, let's talk love, sex, and relationships, and I should go on and, you know, do this thing. Uh, do your own research and, you know, be proactive in your own health and wellness. So um, I hope that you will come back again um, and and continue to come back. We are on every first and third Friday of the month, and we do try to bring you lots and lots of different topics and conversations. We love talking about love, and this is a love month. Isn't this wonderful? I mean, every month, every day is a love day. Wouldn't you agree, Brother Israel? Every day is love day because that's who we are. Uh, But, you know, in this particular society, they have designated the month of February as the love Mm -hmm. month. So they uh, give us these 21 days and 28 days, and so um, we want to devote our time here at Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Relationships around love and sexuality and relationships and really communing together and take that into the rest of our life. So with that said, Brother Israel, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. But, family, I just want to let you know, I met this brother two days ago on the love journey with our beautiful um, host, uh, Lady Love, Janine Ann Ingram. And one thing we know about Janine is she always brings people on that have um, so much to share that is helping to help us evolve and grow into being more loving beings. And so Brother Israel was on her show on Wednesday morning, and he said some things that sparked my interest. And so I said, oh, I got to have this brother on the show because I wanted him to share more of his knowledge and wisdom with our audience here. So, Brother Israel, I know that you are a yoga teacher and coach and um, some of the work that you're doing in the community. So I would love for you to share with the uh, audience who you are and the work that you're doing in the Chicago area. Uh, Let me... uh, Brother Israel, we're having a hard time understanding you. Oh, oh. Hello? Okay. You hear me? Better? I can hear you now. Yeah, you were kind of fading in and out a few minutes. Okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm a certified yoga instructor, uh, nutritional counselor. Um, I'm a certified life coach. I do violence prevention workshops in Chicago public schools. I do teachers in service trainings. I do parenting classes. Um, I do motivational uh, speaking, uh, just uh, to name a few things. And outside of that, I'm a, a father. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a son, an uncle, and uh, a big brother. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, um, so talk a little bit about your yoga. Um, I know you were teaching us about the breath 
And I know part of, you know, when we're talking about sacred sexuality and, you know, us making the divine connection, um, it's important to know about the breath. So uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you do in your instruction uh, about the breath? Well, the, well, the breath is um, is the life force energy. It's um, it's called prana in uh, Sanskrit. And what happens is that most people um, are shallow breathers. And what, what I teach in the breathing is how to energize the body, how to take in more of the prana through deep diaphragmic breathing, which is breathing the oxygen down below the navel and making the abdomen rise like a, like a balloon. And the breath is the primary form of nutrition, um, probably unbeknown to most people. It's something that you can't live without over a few minutes or you would be dead. And so to breathe is to live and to partake of the breath in a, in a more deeper form, in a more relaxed form, to take longer breaths, longer inhalations, longer exhalations. Sometimes we retain the breath so that the breath can get into the body and move around and circulate. All your organs need constant respiration and oxygen. Your heart, your brain energizes the body, de-stresses the body, creates more energy, causes the body to relax. Um, also, um, you know, uh, when you're dealing with the whole thing about um, sacred sexuality, uh, the breath becomes an important part of of that also, uh, particularly for uh, the male, because one the, the purpose of, of first of all is from I'm speaking from a tantric perspective and a yoga perspective when I talk about sacred sexuality. So from my training, the purpose of of sexuality or sex outside of creating children that can actually help manage the planet in consciousness is for a person to actually become self-aware and for a person to become spiritually enlightened and to become in tune with another person so that they become one, so that their minds, their spirits, their hearts, their bodies merge together and they have this blissful connection and they can take this blissful connection that they gain through this particular sacred act and then they could take that out into the world and then they could help make the world a better place so sacred sexuality is not about um you know orgasms per se it's about becoming more enlightened becoming more uh in tune with yourself and in tune with another person in tune with your your energies and channeling your energy and raising your energy so that you can actually uh become more you know, uh, more joyful, more blissful in, in life, in your family, in your affairs, in your job, in your community. Wow, so you just said a mouthful there. You know, for for the family um, who may not understand the word Tantra, <laughs> I love that word, Tantra. So could you share, um, you know, Tantra, I know it's um, there's a history behind it, if you could give us a little bit about that. And what does that, how is that just like totally different from, you know, couples just getting together just to get some pleasure um, from the, from the sexual experience? <laughs> well, well, first, well, well, first, well, in Tantra, you, you, you see yourself uh, as divine. That's first, that you are a god and your mate is a goddess and you are 
coming together to be able to merge your energy so that you can increase the level of God and goddess consciousness. It's and so consequently in Western uh uh philosophy, sex is just it's it's like it's just an automatic physical response. But in Eastern thought it's a divine connection, the most divine connection that you can come in contact with that will give you the, the ecstasy and the the joy and the happiness and the exalted feeling that is the divine him or herself. So that's the closest thing that you can come to a feeling of divine uh, uh, joy is sex. Uh, and so it's a sacred thing. It's not something that you just do haphazardly. It's a, there's a science to it. And when this science is applied to it, it raises it above the mundane level that it's on now. Uh, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like animals have sex. So what separates the human being from a dog? The, the thing that separates the human being from it is that the human being is divine. The human being is the direct descendant of God. The female is the direct descendant of God. And it's a goddess and a goddess coming together. And it's like if you take a, a plug and you plug it into a socket, you get light. So that same light, which is symbolic of enlightenment, can take place during sacred sexuality. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just talking and didn't have my microphone on. Okay, so you're the god and I'm the goddess. And when we come together uh, during our experience of sexuality, we are the divine connection. Is that what I hear you saying? We are the divine connection. Well, well, there's some there's some preparatory work that has to be done, you know, before you can reach that level. Because okay, okay, the first talk about that. okay, the first the first the the first relationship that a person has is an intrapersonal relationship. That is a relationship with yourself. So consequently, in order for me to be able to have a wholesome relationship with you, I have to have a wholesome relationship with myself. I have to love myself. I have to have a concept in my mind, which is a thought, about myself that is divine. And so the the problem that most people have is that people have jaded views of themselves. They have jaded concepts of themselves. They have bad experiences that they have had in life. And so what they do is they go outside of themselves looking at someone else and saying, well, this person will make me happy. And that's a fallacy because the happiness and the love that you're seeking is the happiness and love that exists within you and the happiness and love that the female is seeking should be the happiness and love that's within her. And then when you come together to the second power, this multiplies itself exponentially. But, if we don't do self-examination, which is one of the uh, precepts of Tantra, you have to do self-examination. You have to do introspection on yourself. Your mate has to do introspection on themselves. We have to work on bad habits and beliefs and thoughts, and we have to sit down and we have to talk. We have to find out where each other are vibrating and resonating mentally, spiritually, emotionally, even before the physical act itself takes place. Because if you don't change your concept, if he doesn't change his concept, 
then when you come together for the sacred act, you're going to bring the old energetic patterns into the act itself. And so consequently, it's still going to be a stagnant, uh, a stagnant uh, situation. So we really, I would say, in this country, uh, really have to be re-educated and, you know, we got to go back to school on how to have sex together. Because, I mean, well, you know, we were never taught anything about how to, in, to do introspection before we laid down and had sex with one another. Nothing about that. only thing we did was, you look good, I look good, you smell good, you look like you might can get that thing on with me. And that was pretty much how people get together. So what you're mm-hmm. talking about is a whole new way of being. So, Brother Israel, how do we um, re-educate people? I mean, I know you, you know, they have tantric classes and courses, but it's certainly not reaching the multitudes. How would you say would be a way that we could really reach out and help people to really understand the importance of having that kind of connection with themselves, loving themselves, introspection, before they come together to um, have a sexual experience with another. Well, I think, you know, uh, things like this, what you're doing, uh, you know, we, we need forums, we need, uh, you know, use media, Facebook. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm not a Facebook person, but I go on there sometimes. And I know a lot of people, uh, you know, they go to Facebook, and we have to put information and posts and, and videos and, and, you know, um, reading material out there, uh, uh, you know, to the best that we can to reach the multitudes. Uh, and it's, it's, it's you know, uh, it's, it's an arduous task, uh, but that is one of the the purposes of a male and a female. Actually, another purpose of them being together is to be able to do constitutional work on earth and to administrate God's kingdom in consciousness. You see, so what I'm saying is that the sexuality or the the sexual act itself is not of primary importance. The primary importance of lovemaking is the love that you have within yourself that emanates from you to another person. And I can give you uh, an example of how, you know, flawed the concept of, of sex is and the concept of love is. Love is it comes from God. It's divine. So consequently, by being divine, it covers all faults. Now, you have people who come together because they have not done self-examination. They have false concepts about themselves, and they have false concepts about the other person because we usually superimpose things on other people that we believe them to be or that we believe that they should be, that they're not, not actually that. Not necessarily in a bad way, but this is just our our imagination, our fantasy about this particular person. So consequently, when we get into the relationships, and then we get into the sexual relationship, these these contradictions start showing up. So consequently, the same person that I said I love before, I no longer love them. I actually hate them, and I actually want them to get away from me. I'm going I'm to take them to divorce court. I'm going to never speak to them again. And they mess my life up. But that's not true. The truth of the matter is, is that there was some things within ourselves that we had not worked on. And so consequently, we was looking outside of ourselves for someone to make us feel 
a certain kind of way. And when that person disappointed us in our mind, we became angry. So in order for a divine union to take place, you have to have a male and a female who agree that they want to become whole because most people are five gallon buckets with a hole in it. So mm-hmm. consequently, we, I want to become whole. You want to become. So we're going to do self-examination. We're going to do. We're going to get into yoga class. We're going to take. You're going to. We're going to study spiritual, metaphysical stuff. We're going to change our diet. We're going to work on our minds. We're going to work on our hearts. You know, we're going to. You know, have wholesome conversations. You know, these are the things that are the predecessor of divine love making. Oh my gosh! Absolutely. Oh, oh, you know, and what you're bringing up for me is, you know, another way of looking at get, getting into a relationship. You know, if you're a single person and you are looking to connect with someone because you're looking to, you know, share your life with someone. So, we're, mm-hmm. so we're no longer gonna be just looking because she's good looking or she got a fine body or, you know, he's tall, dark, and handsome or. They got a nice job. You're going to be looking for someone that has the same value system that you're talking about, where we that person is open and receptive to taking yoga classes together, to having introspection, to doing you know meditation and whatever it takes, and really learning about the sacred art of this amazing experience called sex together. Because this is something, especially if you're going to be in a lifelong relationship, you're going to be doing that a lot, right? So so we just, you know, looking for a partner uh, is, you know, we're looking for more than just what they look like and what they have. We're looking for that person who has that really deep heart connection. And, you know, if you, you know, let's say you're a woman and you're learning a little bit about the Tantra experience, and so you got this guy, and he's not really into it, um, but maybe he's open to learning. So, you know, that would be a wonderful, you know, opportunity to, to bring some brothers on the other side. I do find, you know, you know, since I've been learning a little bit about Tantra, um, that women seem to be more open to it than men are. Mm-hmm. Well, as a man... I'm curious as to what got you, um, you know, involved and accepting of this way of life, and um, how would you share with other brothers that they can relax and, and be okay with it? That's a, that's a good question. I uh, I've always just been a, a curious person, uh, and I've always been an avid reader, and uh, I read a book when I was young. It was called sex in the spiritual path. Uh, and, you know, that book, you know, led me to other books. I, I read Think and Grow Rich Holy Hill. He had a chapter on sexual transmutation. And I was just always curious myself just about sexual energy, you know, just even uh, with my own body, you know, even, you know, like getting an erection or having an orgasm, like, man, what is this really about, man? You know, and, in a lot of cases, uh, when I actually um, became uh, sexually active, you know, I mean, the 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 the, the feeling of, of that you get from it was there. I mean, I I mean, I had this good feeling, but then it, I was empty afterwards. It's, you know, it was like, man, you know. So that led me to like, well, it's got to be something deeper than this. 
you know, I mean, um, I feel good, then I'm empty, I feel good, then me and we arguing, we fighting, we going, you know, so it's like, man, what is this about? So consequently that this time aspect was missing. You know, I didn't, I had things that I needed to work on. She had things she needed to work on. I didn't see myself in a wholesome light. She didn't see herself in a wholesome light. I didn't know that I was a god. She didn't know that she was a goddess. We didn't know that we were supposed to be coming together to, to, to further enlighten and grow and to flourish and to and to be creative and to uh to you know to, to just uh bring out the best that's in ourselves. That was not the in our in my mind, you know, so consequently that's what kinda led me to where I am. And and it goes back to just miseducation. We've been miseducated. It's like this is Black History Month and Carter G. Woodson, uh, you know, he put it succinctly. When you can control a person's, you know, thinking, you don't have to worry about their bodies. I mean, you know, you don't have to tell them to go here, go there, do that. And Dr. Francis Cress Wilson said, if you don't understand white supremacy, what it is and how it functions, everything you think you'll understand will only confuse you. And one of the areas, control, that has been used uh, to keep, you know, African people in a, a state of subservitude and ignorance is sex. It's like if you go back to the plantation, you know, it was only for breeding purposes. It was only to create people to be a subservient servants and builders of someone else's country. So consequently from that particular act there, but it was also a breeding tool, but it also brought pleasure and relief to the people from the harsh conditions that they were under. So consequently, when we was released, we weren't re-educated into divine origins of sex. So we still function basically from the premise of what was being done during slavery. You know, it's a tool for stress relief. It's, you know, it's a tool for empty people coming together because they don't have anything else to, to of a creative nature. Their creative ability has been stifled and suppressed. So this is the only outlet I have to feel good about myself. And so we, it's so it's going back to what you said. It ha- we just all have to be re-educated, and you know, and most of the children that I work with that are shooters in Chicago that are engaged in violence, they come from relationships where there was no love, there was no divine love. There was just a, it was a animal lust, like like there, there's, we call it, it's, it's magnetism. I'm a male, you a female. We're automatically going to be magnetized toward each other. That magnetism is going to automatically constitute us having sex, but if there's no other component in it of a higher nature, then it's going to be doomed for a disaster. So we have to consequently study. We have to read. Uh, there's books that's been written. Manti Chia wrote a nice book called Cultivating the Male Sexual Energy that I suggest every female should have Nate read. He also wrote a book called Cultivating Sexual Energy. Uh, there's uh, also uh, Napoleon Hill talked about sexual transmutation, and sexual transmutation is where a person can take their creative sexual energy and, as opposed to dissipating it in just animal pleasure, you house it. You don't. You you just you, you hold this energy and then you turn it into brain energy. You turn it into creative energy to be able to create and come up with ideas to help transform yourself and the world around you. So there are many different, uh, you know, levels of how this energy can be uh, manifested. 
Oh my I, hope, I hope I'm not. Sorry, I hope sorry. I hope I'm I hope no, I'm kind of making making sense because oh, it's, it's you know hearing, <laughs> like like hearing this for the first time, a person might say, well, you know, man, this guy is crazy, man. I don't, you know, but I mean, it's it's like we we've been we we have not been exposed to this type of information, and when you first hear it, it's good to be foreign, but it, it is the truth. Well, you know, first of all, you are absolutely right. We are not used to hearing it, but I believe that it is so necessary, Brother Israel, and especially, oh, my God, in our community because, you Mm -hmm. know, our community is pretty much in a lot of chaos right now. And if Mm -hmm. we were doing all the things that you just talked about, the introspection, the self-love and self-care, the the knowing that we are the gods and the goddesses, we would not be expressing ourselves in this way on the planet today. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I want you to, and so let's talk a little bit about this manifestation because one of the one <laughs> of the things that people on the love journey uh, had a wonderful experience with Lady Love Janine when she took us through uh, a mm-hmm. sexual manifestation experience. Uh, a couple yes, of years ago, and we learned how to uh, regenerate our sexual energy, our orgasmic energy, into manifest manifesting what it is that we wanted or desire. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've heard and I've read that for men, when they release their ejaculation, they are really releasing their energy. Mm-hmm. And I know something about turning it back up into the third eye, and maybe you can talk a little bit about that. But then for women, when we release, we're actually rebuilding ourselves. So the more mm-hmm. wonderful, amazing orgasms we have, if we are in that um, thought process or that uh, manifestation process, we should be able to manifest anything we want or desire. So can you tell me, talk a little bit about that, and then also <laughs> how when, when we are coming together as a couple, if let's say we want to, you know, buy a house or, you know, we want to have a successful business venture together, how, what is it w- that we would be doing together to to use that sexual energy for manifestation? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good question. Um, you know, one of the things that, for the male is, is what they teach in Tantra is how to control your breath. Uh, there's a direct correlation between breath and ejaculation. And so once the man can control his breathing, he can control his ejaculation because he slows down his nervous system. And when you slow down your nervous system and you slow down the ejaculation process, you can engage in lovemaking longer. And that's the whole goal. The longer you can engage in lovemaking, the more energy is transmitted and transferred through the body. The more, I don't know if the listening audience is familiar with the chakra system, but you have these chakra systems, these seven chakra systems, that starts at from the base of the spine and goes all the way up to the crown of the head. And, you know, and this is where enlightenment takes place. So most people, their energy is below the heart. 
So they're, they're dealing with sexuality, they're dealing with food, they're dealing with victimization and so forth, which goes back to self-examination, spiritual growth, and evolution. Then you can, through sexuality, you can rise this energy up to the heart chakra, and you can begin to open these centers up. Uh, you can begin to open up, you know, love, the love center. You can begin to open up the third eye, which is the creative center, which actually brings in wisdom, brings in insight, brings in information, brings in knowledge. Another thing is that the male and the female can learn to synchronize their breath together where they are breathing in synchronistic harmony while they're making love. So if I'm inhaling, you're inhaling. If I'm exhaling, you're exhaling. Another thing in reference to the female, when the female gets in a state of ecstasy, she goes into a void. Like her, her she just loses, you know, touch with <laughs> the physical, you know, uh, reality. You know what I'm saying? She's just like, you know, yeah, and so consequently, <laughs> so consequently, in that particular state, she is actually she's 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 like open she's opened up a vortex, and it's a, actually a spiritual vortex of this energy that she's feeling in that particular instance. The 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 male can plant. See, we got two seeds now. This is this is the higher science of it. You have your physical seed, but you have a mental seed. The female has a physical wound, but she. The mental wound. The mental wound is her mind. So in that state, you can take your thought of whatever it is you want to achieve, you know, a house, a business, and so forth, and you can put that through subconscious auto suggestion into her mind. And in that state, she will be receptive because that's the receptive. That's the state she's most vulnerable in. And that thought energetically will go in, and then she becomes your oracle to bring people, places, things, times, and events to you that will help bring into fruition your desires. Because the female is the creative matrix of God. She is the creative aspect of God. She is the soil that gives, brings forth life physically and mentally and spiritually. You can get together and you can... Meditate while you're making love. Let's say, for instance, uh, well, could I help maybe do some visualizations for the audience? Without, oh my you know, goodness! Being, yes, being, do. being too graphic, but say, for instance, if you're making love and the man is on his back, the female is styling him, right? From that point right there, you just, you stop, and then you just hold hands, and then you just start breathing together. And then you, both of you all begin to visualize at the same time the same thing, the same goal, and the same objective. And you just, you know, you could, you know, three minutes, five minutes, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 long, deep, slow breath. This is going into the sacred realm of lovemaking. Then we talk about ambience now. We're also talking about the stage that's set. We're talking about flowers. We're talking about incense. We're talking about music. We're talking about prayer prior to. We're talking about sacred, uh, you know, love baths. I mean, so this is, you, you, but then, but it's, but, the, and so consequently, this is how the stage is set. 
you know, we're talking about massaging, massages, foot. I mean, it's it's a whole host of things that go into, you know, this uh, this dynamic. Uh, sometimes just sacred touch. Sometimes you don't even have to make love or have sex. It's just sacred touch. Sometimes you can just get together and and both of you all are new and just get in a lotus position or, you know, a cross-legged position and just sit in front of each other and just hold hands and just breathe and just look into each other's eyes. You see, this is, you know, a part of the sacredness of the sexuality. Oh, my God. Brother Israel, I love you. I just absolutely adore you. Do you know that? Oh, I, 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 I know that. I'm just saying, listen, <laughs> you took mm-hmm. me, I was I was just right there. You took me on that journey with you. I was in my imagination holding hands with my beloved, straddling him, and visualizing together our breathing together because we've already talked about what it is that we want to bring into our consciousness for manifestation. And, you know, just even in the slow, deliberate movement or pace where we're breathing, looking into each other's eyes and allowing that divine energy to bring forth whatever it is that we have already prayed about and already sent out to the universe to bring forth into our lives. Oh, my God. I love it. (laughs) Thank you. That was so beautiful. And um, we are going to have to take a break, but we will be right back. We're going to just give you a chance to recoup yourself. And uh, family, you will take just a quick few minutes. We're going to listen to a piece that I think fits in real nice with what you just shared with us. And then when we come back, we want to open up the lines to see if anyone in our audience may have some questions for you and or to just say something to you, okay? Okay. All right, cool. Take some deep breaths, and we'll be right back.
Don't you want a spoon in a garden of pillows? We can share. Take off your shoes. Girl, you're my favorite time of the
And in the meantime, Brother Israel, how are you feeling? Are you okay, my brother? Because you've been giving up some good stuff tonight. <laughs> I'm good. Everything's good. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Listen, I'm look, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to do your DVDs. Um, I'm ready for you to have your regular TV, uh, television show, radio show, so, because you know, like you were talking earlier, this information needs to get out. We need to know this. Um, it, when we talk about tantra and this beautiful way of being with one another. There's an origination to this, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing. Like they talk about it a lot in the Eastern traditions, like Hindu, um, you know, Indian, uh, the East yeah. Indian tradition. Can you talk a little mm-hmm. bit about where this come from? There, I don't know. It was something you said came from Kemet and the Egyptians. I'm not sure if this was it, um, but you no, know, well, talk a little bit about where this originated well, I, from. I, I was, yeah, in terms of of ancient. Ancient Egypt was actually uh, one of the first documented uh, practices of yoga was out of ancient Egypt. Uh, okay. And the, the writings on the wall, uh, the hieroglyphics, uh, what we call the metal netra, they were actually doing yoga postures. Ancient Kemet was actually uh, one of the most enlightened uh, places on the planet Earth. And people there were practicing um, self transformation and self-evolution and over all of the schools uh, all the learning they had a saying know thyself and to know yourself is to know God and to know God and yourself is to know all forms of life uh, when ancient chemists fail uh, the teachings travel over into the Indicus Valley uh, the ancient like with India, the Dravidians, uh, and they took these teachings further. And what we know today as yoga and tantra uh, actually originated. The tantra part of the yoga actually was originated in ancient <clears throat> ancient India by the ancient blacks. And tantra basically means to uh, to uh, expand or to ex- extend. Is what it is. And they found out that. The sexuality was one of the most powerful um, energies on earth. And, and, you know, and the testament to that, you know, you got 8 billion people on the planet. And, you know, sexuality is it's a part of everybody's mind, everybody's thoughts. Uh, I don't know, some psychologists came up with how many times people think about sex in a day, but it's a constant thought in the consciousness of people. And so what they said, well, since this is a conscious, a constant thought, how can we take this energy? Because if it's not used right, if it's not um, practiced right, it can actually destroy a person. It can actually destroy society. Uh, And how can we make this particular act not only make it sacred, but help it to evolve our consciousness, to extend, to expand, to get out of the constrictions. And when you can really open yourself up, which is hard to do, uh, you know, and I'm not, you know, speaking as someone who is totally trans, uh, tra- transcendental myself. I'm still working on myself, but it's, it's hard to you know, because we we got so much stuff that we we you know has been superimposed upon us from from childhood that we have to overcome. Um, 
you know, I do I do workshops sometime, and I, I'm just finding out that, um, you know, a lot of uh, women have been sexually abused, uh, molested, you know, by you know fathers, uncles, brothers, and I mean, and 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 they are carrying these you know certain things in their consciousness that is precluding them from being able to merge totally with someone. Then you have, on the other hand, you have males who have some, you know, negative connotation of what a female is, you know, based on society, based on false values that, you know, the female is just an object, you know, for, you know, my lower gratification and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And what, what happens, though, is that by the female being the creative matrix, when males abuse females in relationships, you know, emotionally, sexually, what happens is that the male actually is bringing a curse upon himself. He's actually, because she's the creative matrix. So, you, you know, your society can't prosper if you abuse the creative matrix. Your children can't flourish if you abuse the creative matrix. You can't, I mean, your economy can't flourish. You can't create uh, oases. You create ghettos and hell holes and war zones and you create thugs and you create violence and you create mayhem. And so that is the result of not honoring the divine matrix. So the Tantra, you know, it's that, that was the purpose of it to elevate this so it would not crash and the people would not burn you see that's happening in our communities, but again, part of that is by our own ignorance and it's by outside forces manipulating that ignorance and controlling information and keeping us caught in a box. And so when information comes to us, it's like, you know, we've been so programmed that, you know, it's like, well, man, forget that. That's not true because, you know, the program is in my mind. So that goes back to everything that we believe in this that has been taught to us by, you know, Europeans, we have to realize, is this correct? You know, I was talking one time, and um, I think I was talking to my yoga students. Uh, you know, like, I, they used to have this lady named Dr. Ruth. You remember her? Oh, of course I Dr. remember Ruth? Dr. Ruth. Uh-huh, she sure. Was a uh-huh. yeah, she, yeah, she was a nutcase. But what happened is they raised her up, you know, to be this person who was an expert on sex. And, you know, I remember I was listening to her one time, and she was talking about a man having sex with a woman during her menstrual cycle, that that was cool. But in the ancient teeth, that's not, that's a purification uh, uh, process for this woman. You know, and that's another time that she's at her most creative, you know, so she needs to wrap her head. She needs to, you know, meditate, get it. But no, man, that, that's not, that's not, you know, something that is natural. And, you know, so they was promoting perversion, you know, like she was like, it's all right for, you know, the young man to masturbate. Well, how not teaching him how to control his sexual energy and how not teaching him that he's the God and how this energy is supposed to be done because even that can cause some form of mental and psychological problems for this young man. So there was a whole host of information around sexuality that was put out that the children of Israel, when they went into Egypt, quote unquote, 
I mean, they came out, they had all these beliefs that was not consistent with who they were and what they should be doing. And so, this and so is let me ask the, you, excuse mm-hmm. me for interrupting. So let oh, me yeah. ask you, because I know you talked about you, uh, you work with the, you know, young people. Do you do work with young men to teach them just what you're talking about? Because, yes, absolutely, you know, our young brothers are taught um, usually by their fathers or whomever their uh, male, um, uh, you know, mentorship is, you know, it's okay to masturbate and all that. So we know that if daddy doesn't know and uncle doesn't know and cousin, you know, the oldest don't know, they can come to someone like you. Do you teach them, or do you do that kind of um, sharing with with our young people? Yes, 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 yeah, I do. Wonderful. Uh, and you know, I uh, actually uh, I teach them, you know, uh, about self control mm-hmm. and that you are a, a god, you know, and you can, you know, I mean, you can control your desires. And the other thing is I, I, I teach them how to, 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 to interact better with themselves, that have a more wholesome relationship with themselves, you know, to change their, their self-image, you know. And like a lot of uh, these young men, uh, they, have, they don't have fathers in the home, and a lot of them are angry you know, because of that, for that reason. And so consequently, you know, they get a certain age and then the mother can't control them. So then they become angry with her because she's trying to get on them because they have this behavior that is being stimulated by something outside. And then so consequently, they take these feelings that they have into relationships with uh, these young ladies, which is really not relationships. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. a way of, of them trying to, you know, feel good about themselves. And then they create children that they, you know, can't educate because they're not educated themselves. And then so we have this, you know, generational thing. But, yes, but to answer your question, I do I, I do that with young men, uh, teenagers. I go into the Cook County Jail uh, here in Chicago. I do that with inmates. Um, and uh, I help them to, to, to come into a better knowledge of themselves and how to, how to love themselves and then, you know, become a savior to their family, you know, to go back mm-hmm. out, you know, because they're in a wound, you know, that's a wound, and you're going to be right. rebirthed back into the world. So now, and then you can make a, a, a greater a greater impact, you know. And it's like um, one of the things uh, when I deal with young men that's in gangs, you know, I, they, they, they're trying to emulate, uh, you know, uh, Italian mobsters. But one of the things I tell them about, if you watch most Italian mobsters, most of them are married. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And they always honor their family, no matter what. And it's like these guys, you know, by the time they get them in court, they like, you know, are drooling from the mouth, walking on a cane. And they done killed, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. But what happens is, is that by, see, that's a mandate from God. Honor your family. Love your family. And by them honoring that one mandate, they inadvertently get blessings that these young boys out here in the streets trying to be gangsters, they're disrespecting their mama, they're abusing the young ladies in their life, they're not taking care of their children, and they think they're going to get some long. You can't get longevity out of that, sir. It's an impossibility. 
You know, that is so important and um oh, wow, that 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 is a whole nother conversation that we could go on <laughs> right, for right, hours. Right, and hours right, about. Right. Right. So yeah, really, yeah, yeah. because um, you know, be, because it does start. You know, I'm when we have grown men that are abusing women, uh, they they learn that at a very early age that that's how you treat mm-hmm. a woman. And right. mm-hmm. um, so, so thank you first and foremost for being one of those men who are stepping up and stepping out to help bring about a change in that consciousness. Um, and, you know, one of the things that you said earlier um, when you were talking about uh, being, you know, with the man and the woman being together uh, and manifesting yeah. anything, when you talk about women who have been abused, have have had sexual uh, abuse in their life, and they still need yeah. to be healed, they still yeah. need to go through a healing process, I feel like that is amazing time for the two of them to manifest that healing for her. Um, if she has a partner who loves mm-hmm. her and they're engaging in this and he knows that she's still wounded, what a wonderful mm-hmm. way to support her in that healing process. And even him, too, because men, you know, they've been sexually molested. And right. so um, so that, so using Tantra, using this sacred lovemaking experience is a wonderful way to even go through your own healing experience from these um, things that have happened in your past. Um, I'm going to take a moment to take a caller, Brother Israel. Um, and I know we're at the bottom of the hour, so I, and I know I told you an hour, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But we're going to go ahead and take a caller, uh, 301-659. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Relationships. Peace, peace, Queen. Can you hear me? Yes, my darling. Peace and love. Peace to the brother. Peace, um, brother Israel. I am enjoying the conversation tonight, and I always love hearing our brothers talk. Um, I don't think that um, us women give you <laughs> the opportunity to really talk and express and really say, like, what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And so I just honor you for being in this space tonight uh, to enlighten everyone who is listening to this call. And you have uh, certainly enlightened me to a different thought process uh, around sexuality and the sacredness of it. Um, I do have a question or I have a scenario because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in healing the relationships between uh, male and female, black men in particular, black men and black women. And I was having a conversation with another sister a couple of weeks ago, and we were we were just talking about, you know, the different things that black men have gone through that you guys don't even discuss or talk or tell us. And um, I'm I'm dating someone now who is, I think my intuition tells me is a really wonderful man. However, he's been hurt by his previous relationship. And I think that I have 
exhibited compassion, and I think that I've exhibited patience. Um, but how do I, like, what are some things um, that I could do to, like, help him in understanding that I'm not the woman that he was with before that hurt him. You know, how do you help someone, especially a man, how do you help him to understand that, that your purpose and your intentions is not to come into his life to hurt him in the same way that the previous woman did? Well, that's a good that's a that's a good question. Uh, the the only thing that you you can do, I mean, you can show it, you know, through your actions. Uh, you can tell the person uh, verbally, but then it's it's on the individual. You can't make a person, or you can't cause a person to come to that epiphany. That's something that this person has to do on their own. Uh, mm-hmm. It could be a, it could be an instance where the person could be so damaged that I mean they just at this particular space and time are, are incapable of showing uh, you know that love or overcoming that particular thing in their life. Or uh, they could view every female as a potential uh, villain. You know, mm-hmm. irrespective of you know I mean even though you didn't do this to me, I still got one eye open. I don't trust you either. And so right. consequently. A person like that, uh, you know, they're just in a particular space consciously, and only they can bring themselves out of that space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if, I mean, if you care about the person, if you, uh, you know, want to try to and, and hang in there and invest uh, whatever time and, and you know, uh, energy to this particular relationship uh, to get the person to try to, you know, change to some degree or you might have to reassess even and you might not you might have to give the person space because sometimes the best thing that you can give a person is space Mm -hmm. Uh, to heal to do introspection Uh, sometimes we can become uh, uh, enablers we can enable uh, a person's uh, actions and, and disposition you know sometimes we may have to you know, cut the person short. I, you know, I mean, I tried. Maybe we need space for you to think, for me to think, for you to contemplate where you want to be in this particular relationship, where you want to be with yourself. And sometimes, you know, that could be a um, determinative factor. If the person really, really sees your value, then they would be they would be able to see that value in this particular time and space that you're apart. And then they could come to that conclusion. If not, then this is not person for you. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, that's basically, you know, uh, all I can say on that one. But, you know, you can't make anyone change. People right. Be, and then uh, going, that going back to, because what you want to do, see, going back to you, when you get a partner, you want a partner who is on the road to self-discovery, Reflection, evolution. Who's trying consciously to travel that road? So mm-hmm. consequently, it's easier for you and this person to to converse, to to come to uh, conclusions, to to you know to come to greater hypotheses and ideas that cancel out you know lesser ideas because the person is open to that because they are seeking to evolve and grow. 
If a person mm-hmm. is not seeking to evolve and grow, and you are seeking to evolve and grow, if you have insight and the person doesn't have insight and is not willing to try to gain insight, then, then you're beating a dead horse, so to speak. All right. Well, I thank you. I thank you for your input, yes, and I value what you shared with me tonight, and I appreciate it. Okay. Right, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you, Queen. Peace and love to you. Um, I uh, pray that, you know, that you gain some wisdom from that. I, I know I did. You know, mm-hmm. Brother Israel, um, as a woman who have has made um not so good choices uh, with relationships um, because I just really didn't know. You know, like I said, you know, we basically were taught um, to look for what, you know, the outside appears. I mean, of course, you know, have a good job and all that kind of stuff, but you're taking us to a level of choosing a mate on a much deeper and more spiritual level. And um, I hope that that the family getting an awareness of that. And I do what I what I do believe, brother Israel, is that there's opportunity for change in all of us. But like Absolutely. you said earlier, the person has to be willing. First of all, mm-hmm. having to admit that there's something going on that needs changing, um, and mm-hmm. wanting to evolve and change. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, if you love someone enough and that person loves you and you're able to say, hey, baby, you know, I I really see, you know, that you need some work or some healing. Why don't we work on this together? And a beautiful way of being able to do that is to introduce Tantra into the relationship. Um, And hopefully he's open and receptive to that. You know, just take little bits and pieces of it um, that could open up the, you know, that level of awareness. And that's where you come in, Brother Israel, because that means you need to create some DVDs and CDs and stuff for us to uh, to to play and to um, work together on. You know, when I when I first got um, met my beloved uh, again after many many years, I I played a, a video, uh, and it was mm-hmm. a tantra video, and you know he thought I was getting ready to put on a, a porno flick. <laughs> You know, one of those, uh, and it's so, you know, I've got this man and this woman, and um, there, you know, he's uh, massaging her and, you know, giving her yoni massage, and she's breathing, and they're breathing together, and, you know, and and, and then he, when it got to his part, he's holding his and counting to mm-hmm. eight, you know. And so, you know, my friend looking at me like, what in the world are you bringing to me? Because it was something new to him. He didn't have a clue. But the beautiful thing about it is that he was open and receptive to learning, you know. And so um, it was just interesting how that bring about. So it's wonderful. I I would love to have more of it, and I just invite uh, sisters and brothers Please, you know, start incorporating these practices into your relationships, and you may find that your beloved may turn out to be a whole different person because they will learn and grow more into loving of self. Um, so and we do have one other person, Brother Israel. You just are so popular tonight, you know, and I'm so grateful uh, for you. So. Yeah. Now, could I, could I, could I, could I uh, make a comment first? 
Now this is right. What I wanted to clarify something with the, the 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 whole the concept of tantra is about self transformation, self transcendence from a lower nature to a higher nature. So now we, we're talking about the spiritual science. We're talking about going inside. We're talking about the self analyzation, the introspection. We're talking about the meditation. We're talking about the contemplation on self to eradicate the blockages and the constrictions within a person's psychic nature, which impedes them from being the most genuine person that they can be. That's Now, that's the primary purpose of Tantra. Now, the sexual aspect is secondary. So consequently, if, if you're dealing with, you can't transform someone just through sex itself. That's an impossibility. So consequently, the primary thing is the consciousness. It's working on the consciousness. It's working on the spirit. It's working on spiritual concepts, spiritual values, spiritual insight, meditation, contemplation, visualization, seeing yourself as being this radiant person. It's, it's forgiveness. It's letting go of victimization, recognizing that I'm not a victim. I'm, you know, I'm not my circumstance. My essential nature is the nature of God, so therefore nothing in this world can damage it. Only I can damage it through my false beliefs, my false thoughts, my false ideas, my hate, my lies, my anger that I'm holding on to. That is primary tantra. Now, the sexual aspect, since people are sexual, that is a secondary dynamic. But if you go into the secondary dynamic without a platform for the primary dynamic, it's still going to be failed or doomed to fail. So I just wanted to say that. Amen. It'll just be another fancy way for you to have some sex. <laughs> That'll be it. I hear you. I, I heard okay. that. Thank you for that clarification. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, because that is how some people, you know, get their impression. And so thank you for that clarification that it is introspection. It is about ourselves first. Mm-hmm. Whew. Thank you, God. You're, you're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> um, caller 773-447. We invite you into the conversation. For health care. Hi. Peace. Hi. This is, hey, this is Janine. Hey, Peace Brother Israel. Janine, <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? You trying to school the people today, huh? Uh, a little something, something. You taking the people back to school, huh? Um, yeah, a little something, something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> little something, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say the information you're sharing is powerful, and I just wanted to stop and say thank you for being an amazing brother. I'm glad I know you. I'm glad I'm your student. And I just want to tell each and every person on the line that my breathing coach, my yoga coach, and my meditation coach is one of the most amazing men on the planet. He is awesome. And I just want to thank you for being in my life and helping me to elevate my consciousness to even a higher so that the greater version of me can really shine. And I just wanted to say thank you, and I love you, Zakia. I love you, Zakia. Great show. <laughs> 
I love you too, Queen. Thank you so much for being here with us tonight. We know we always love our Lady Loves Energy. And we, uh, I don't know when you came on, but we've been talking about you, girl. We've been talking about you. Thank you, Queen. I love you so much. I've been on the line. I've been on the line at 6.35. Well, all right, now. That was 7.30. <laughs> so I, I heard yes. it from the beginning. I wasn't going to miss my brother Israel. <laughs> well, thank you for that introducing him to to, uh, to the love journey. And you look, as soon as he, we, we got off the phone Wednesday, I was like, oh, I got to call this brother because he got to come on. <laughs> Let's talk love, sex, and relationships so we can learn more about uh, sacred sexuality and the divine connection. So I appreciate you, Queen. God bless you. Yes, and you're one of the shows that um, he's going to be on, but he's going to be on quite a few other shows that people called, and I have to give him the information. So this is just one of many shows, and he will be expressing and telling and giving the knowledge that the Most High has given him to share with the world. So, Zakia, thank you for allowing him to have the platform to share the gift that the Most High shines through his heart. Thank you so much. I just wanted to say hello and a phenomenal show. Thank you, Queen. Peace and love to you. Peace and Brother love Israel. To you too, Thank you, darling. <laughs> you can tell it's a mutual <laughs> love thing between me and uh, this beautiful queen here. She's the delight of my heart. So, Brother Israel, and I just, you know, want to piggyback on what uh, beautiful queen just said. You know, the fact that you are here on the planet and that you are sharing this most sacred uh, wisdom and knowledge with us and taking us through the beginning and and rising us mm-hmm. up in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And I want to go back, you know, and really listen to everything that you said tonight because it's kind of hard to, you know, take it all in at one time. And that's the one thing I love about Blog Talk Radio because you can go back and listen to it over and over and over again. This is like class, yeah. family. This mm-hmm. is class. Yeah. If you didn't get it the first mm-hmm. time, get your notebook out. Go back and listen to the things that the brother has shared with us. Write it down, take it in, meditate with it, breathe it, um, and incorporate in your life. Um, We have a couple more minutes left, Brother Israel. Would you uh, share, you know, anything else that comes to your heart that you would like for the family to go away with tonight, maybe things that you would suggest that we could do to start with ourselves um, and maybe incorporate in our relationships if we're in a partner relationship, or maybe something that we can even take into our families with our children. Um, you know, so anything that you would like to leave with the family. Well, you know, I I, I think that you know uh, communication is uh, is liking you know uh, amongst uh, our people effective communication. Um, you know, asking. Uh, Sincere questions uh, to people, uh, and I, I'll give an example of one of the things that's missing in relationships is, uh, you know, there was something when I was growing up. It was called courtship, um, and you know, courtship is a science to that. And you know what courtship is is that it's exactly what it says. You're actually asking the person questions. Um, about themselves, about life, about how they view life, about how they view situations, about their values, and so forth. 
And what happens in most relationships is that, you know, we don't have effective, in-depth, scientific communication uh, on the front end. And so consequently, we we get in relationships, and then they, they take this turn for the worse because we we did not spend enough time in in the courtship process. And one of my mentors, uh, when he was teaching on this uh, courtship, he said it can last, it should last at least a minimum of a year where you're just, you know, with a person and then you're just going over the whys and wherefores of life. You know, in, in, in yoga, we have three primary questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? That an individual has to answer themselves. And that's something that has to be answered collectively between two people. Like, who are you? Who do you see yourself as? You know, why are you here on earth and where are you going? Because you're taking me somewhere, too. It might not be where I want to go if you're not clear on where you're going. You might be doing some stuff that I might have an impact on me because you're doing some stuff that can bring something to me. If you don't know who you are, how be able to see me as who I am. So I think that just, uh, you know, uh, communications and questioning and going more in-depth, you know, into relationships, you know, taking our time on the physical part because we go, we, we, we get into that too quick and we don't spend enough time on fundamental stuff, you know, and so that would be, as far as children are concerned, uh, you know, just encouraging them you know, uh, telling them you love them, uh, you know, ask them how they feel about you. I mean, have I inadvertently done anything? Because every time I used to see my son when he was young, I would ask him, man, you know, how do you feel about me? You know, have I done or said anything that, you know, I wasn't aware of that caused you, you know? And he was, oh, no, Dad, you're cool. You know, because sometimes that's how children can get get messed up. You know, we, we inadvertently say stuff to them or we don't have enough communication with them, you know, uh, talk to them about issues like this, you know, sexuality and, you know, uh, their bodies and, you know, what's going on with them and how sacred their bodies are. If our children understood how sacred their bodies were, uh, that in and of itself stop violence, but they don't see their body as sacred. That's why they shoot them and stab each other and kill each other and, you know, do all kind of things, take in all kind of illicit substances, and you know, because no one has told them that they they are sacred, so they don't see themselves as that. So just reaffirming that to our children and to ourselves and to our mates. Mm, mm, mm. Ooh, what a world we would have if that were the case. What a world. let's vision that together, family. With those of us who are on the line, let's vision that together, that we would that we would know, teach, share our sacredness, our self-sacredness, and that our children would know that they are sacred, their bodies are sacred, and that we have sacred relationships with one another. So that there is nothing but love for you, baby. I got nothing but love for you. <laughs> we have nothing but love because that is who we are. Oh my God, brother Israel, honest to God, I just can't tell you enough how much I love and appreciate you. And well, you know, 
I, I'm, you know, I just, I wish I could clone you <laughs> a thousand times over. <laughs> and I don't, I, yeah, I would speak for a lot of the queens out here that uh, there would be more brothers that would show up in our lives that would have this beautiful consciousness uh, that you have. And, um, you know, let's make the world a better place. So I want to ask you if you would share with the family how they can get in contact with you uh, so that if they want to have a deeper, you know, understanding or, you know, want to just learn more where they can reach you. I know you're in Chicago, and so for those of us who are other places, how can we reach you? Yeah, Uh, well, you can reach me by email. My email is Israel, I-S-R-A-E-L, Bay, D-E-Y, at yahoo.com. And my phone number uh, is area code 773-807-5623. And that's, that's how I could be contacted. You know, I'm available for uh, workshops. If anybody listening in another city who, you know, wants me to come in and they can set up uh, a situation where, you know, I can come in and speak to a group, uh, I'm open for that also. Have knowledge, will travel. Mhm. Well, all right, all right. With Baltimore, we're gonna have to get you down here, cause uh, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna talk with. Uh, we have a brother here. I think he he came on uh, the Love Journey the other morning and shared. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know he's doing some work with uh, the Divine Masculine. So um, we have to have okay. him get you, get you here. Uh, boy, I tell you, you are so popular tonight. We have one other person. I can't let this person not get in tonight. So. Um, I'm just going to bring one other person in. Area code 410-419. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Relationships. Peace and blessings to Kia. Family. Oh, there you are. I just talked you up, my brother. <laughs> Peace and love. Brother, is he, this is the brother I was just talking about. So we got to get him oh. here, my brother. We have to get him here. Uh, definitely. Hotel, hotel, my brother Israel. Um, and, and all the ladies on the on the line. I just wanted to uh, salute you, brother, for what you are doing, and the process you are sharing is very, very important for our inner youth, as well as our city. And I have your information now. Um, yeah. I was going to ask if by chance you have a website, but I think um, we're going to have a conversation. I have a website and. If I can talk with you and maybe incorporating what you're doing, because mine is the Souls souls of Life Society. So when I look at the divinity of bringing our spirituality to the top of everything that we are about, and, you know, incorporating that spirituality, that brings the healing and the peace and the satisfaction that we don't have. So yeah. salute to you. I salute to you, Kia, for bringing him on, as well as um, Janine bringing him into our experience as well. Uh, you are a valuable uh, 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 contribution to the environment of the planet in and of itself, and I just can't wait to actually continue the conversation with you. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. One love. Hotel. Okay, hotel.
One love, Brother King. Peace and love to you. So you know what? This definitely is a divine connection. Um, So we're going to be looking forward to you traveling here on the East Coast, um, Baltimore, Maryland, the D.C. area, Virginia. I think you are ready to to give us um, all that God has instilled in you to share. So I will look forward to that. I will look forward to meeting you in person. And you're, gonna, you're not going to make me fly away to Chicago to do that. So uh, I look forward to that. And I know uh, okay. others here will as well. So, Brother Israel, I, I just want to say thank you once again. You have truly been a blessing mm-hmm. to us. We are going to have you back here again to have more of this conversation because we can't hear it enough. We really can't hear it yeah. enough. Um, continued okay. blessing. You as you move okay. forward, and uh, I'm so envious of Janine being able to take her um, yoga and uh, <laughs> classes with you. So, and may I just continue to encourage you get that YouTube channel up, my brother, so we can okay. see you, we can hear you, and we can share you with our families, with our beloveds, with our children, so that these teachings can not only just be here on this radio show or on the love journey, but they can be everywhere in the consciousness, okay? All right. Thank you, my sister. All right. God bless you and so much, so much. One love. All right. All right. Peace and love. Peace and love. And family, thank you all for being here tonight. You are a gift and a blessing. I love your energy. Uh, May you go forth and create the most magnificent life of your choice, knowing that you are sacred and that you are the divine. And as we move into these next hours and days, let's just pour more love into ourselves. Get in that mirror. Get Do our mirror work. Uh, join us on the love journey every Monday through Friday with Lady Love Janine Ingram during the month of February. Uh, we are Uh, learning to love ourselves more. We're doing our mirror work. And so we're all involved in the love connection with ourselves Uh, using uh, Louise Hay as our guide. um, You can call in at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Time, and you will join us by calling 712-432-0900, You heard Lady Love, Janine Ingram, earlier, and she is our host of The Love Journey, taking us through a beautiful, beautiful month of pouring more love into ourselves and into our world. And we are going to go out tonight with uh, some music. I want to send lots of love out to my co-host, Miss Vonnie, while she's on her retreat. We miss you so much, Queen. Look forward to you. Uh, if you want to see the play, hear the playback of this show, go to let's go to Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Love, Sex, and Nutrition, and we're going to post the show there. Also, you can get it on my Facebook page, Zakia Lana. Z-A-K-I-Y-Y-A-H-L-A-N-A. I also post it there. So, family, I love you, bless you, and wish you peace. Namaste.